0: Why is he in a poncho? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Voyage to First Vintage. We are your distracted hosts, Danielle Frost and James Frost. Who's currently? Yeah, that's you. And he's currently opening a bottle of wine because it's we one podcast
1: o'clock. better when we have wine, apparently.
0: <laughs> that's our operating
1: so. theory, at least.
0: That's right. We'll see if it holds out to be true.
1: Apparently, that's mostly crayon.
0: Crayon. Oh, the tops. The People wax. don't know what you're doing.
1: Sorry. We're just cutting the <laughs> wax. And we talked to the folks when we bought this wine. And they so said used paraffin them... mixed with crayons.
0: Why don't you tell them where the wine's actually from and what it's it is? from
1: Craft Wine Company in Carlton, Oregon. Mm-hmm. It is an origin Cab Franc from the Eola Amity Hills AVA.
0: So I think this actually is a lot easier to bust through when you're opening wine than like a wax seal. Well, it is wax. It's paraffin, so it's like a thinner wax, isn't it?
1: Paraffin is wax. Okay. It just depends on like it's paraffin and then like crayon wax mixed in. It's wax. It's just, I think, a different makeup. Yeah. Slightly different mix. Some of them are pretty stiff. Yeah. And pretty hard. Do you want me to try and get a pop? It'll get me a bigger tip. <laughs> All right, where's my to explain money? explain that one. <laughs> oh. Well, apparently some study was done somewhere. Either that or it's just an old wives' tale that the louder you pop a bottle, the larger tip you get if you're a server.
0: I don't know if that's actually true, but if it is, no. that's cool. It's a
1: fun thing to say Aww. and joke about.
0: This is cute. So what I'm looking it? at the wine cork from this origin bottle and it looks like it's a leaf, but it also looks like they used a fingerprint
1: yeah kind of this yeah that would be an odd fingerprint though.
0: it would be an odd fingerprint but it looks like fingerprint details
1: yeah
0: yeah I'm so
1: all right this time don't move your glass what oh you're stealing my glass
0: yeah that's right jeez oh,
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> guess what guys That was a successful pour, no spills. I'm proud of us.
1: It's only because Danielle wasn't moving her glass around this time. Oh,
0: shut your mouth! (laughs) I just—I keep bumping the base, so if you—the base of my microphone. So if you hear things going on, that's probably what it is. Oh my, is this a Pinot?
1: No, it's a Cab Franc.
0: Oh yeah, you said that. We just
1: said that. I yelled it to you from the back room too when (laughs) I picked it out. You were there when we bought it too.
0: It was. And I loved it then, and I'm gonna love it now. And I'm excited. So today we're here to give you guys an update on what we've been doing, what our plans are coming up, all the kind of boring things. So that's why we have wine.
1: Yeah. Well, it's our update episode. We realized we haven't really given you guys much of an update lately. Yeah. Um, And just starting out, I know that's what hopefully what some of you guys are listening for. So we thought we'd get back into what we're what we kind of started this whole thing out to do.
0: Yeah. I was super inspired after talking to Serpa about how she did her custom crush and how she's working through it. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got all sorts of ideas of yeah. brew in.
1: Danielle was asking if we could do a custom crush this year, if we could get the permitting and all or the licensing and all that done. And I had to be the party pooper and tell her, uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, probably not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would be great fun, but... The licensing Me being the process. pessimist, I don't think we can, we could get through it.
0: And the process takes so long yeah, that I doubt that we could get anything worked up before crush would have to happen.
1: Yep. And we would prefer to, I don't know how legal it would be to do it either way, but, um, we prefer to be all licensed before we enter into a contract and have wine being produced for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have been playing around with the idea of trying to do some homemade wine just for funsies this year. Yeah. Um, while we work on all our licensing and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Once so, we
0: clean out our garage because yeah. there's no space in there right now. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's
1: on the docket for this weekend. <laughs> we got to get rid of the old washer and dryer and chairs. And oh, God all our broken stuff.
0: I'm crying. It's just only been a year, it. but
1: it's about half full of junk.
0: It is insane how much junk accumulates after just a year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know that people say that all the time and you know, when you're when you're living with your parents, you don't really understand until you get on, out into the world on your own and you're just like, "Oh god, <laughs>
1: like yeah. I have I have to deal with this now." I have now.
0: boxes that I haven't even opened since I moved here. Yeah? Yes.
1: We should just take them to Goodwill and tell them I don't know what's in here, but take it.
0: <laughs> we should Oh, what's the lady? She's super popular. Does um, it bring you joy or does it bring you joy?
1: Ooh, I can't remember her name, but Com Marie is what she does. Mhm. The yep. Does it bring you joy cleaning.
0: Yep, that's yep. what we need to do up in here.
1: Yep. But back to business. <laughs>
0: That was a weird tangent. (laughs) So
1: where we're at right now is just a little bit further on than where we were in our actual first big update episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got the rough, rough draft of a business plan done. Um, I need to flesh out some things like what actual equipment we will need and not just rough prices on equipment. Yeah. Um, But that's kind of long-term stuff.
0: Yeah. And I think... That we're going to end up um, figuring out what equipment we need as we go a lot of of the time. So was there a bug in your wine?
1: No, it was a piece of wax.
0: Oh, okay. That's a lot better than a bug.
1: Yep. (laughs) The vineyard stuff, it's more exciting for me to look at than pricing Custom Crush stuff out. So I kind of spend a bit too much time on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to switch over and start spending some time on Custom Crush because that's where we want to start out right
1: yep that's what's going to get us off the ground i think yeah unless somehow magically we buy a operating vineyard and winery but
0: yeah our parents are super excited about us buying a winery i think that they secretly hope that we do just buy a turnkey winery and get going as soon as possible
1: yeah i think that's the route that is most exciting to to our parents um but that comes with a whole big financial obligation right off the bat and I wouldn't have the slightest idea about how to go and sell it to like a a small business administration place to get a loan or a bank to get a loan or Yeah,
0: you probably good some
1: rich very distant relative.
0: Yeah, anybody want to sponsor us? Yeah. <laughs> But I really like the idea of doing our own custom crush with a small barrel of wine and just doing like a small batch. Oh, our own home yeah. processing. Yeah. 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 And James was telling me earlier about um, plastic barrels, which I didn't know was a thing.
1: Yeah, some PET. They're like
0: food, food grade. grade
1: plastic barrels, bins, whatever yeah. you want to call them.
0: So... We would try to figure out how to um, adjust the temperature.
1: That would be the issue.
0: Yeah.
1: Is temperature control so we don't have a long, drawn-out fermentation in our garage.
0: <laughs> One of our friends recently had some wine going in their bathroom. And...
1: <laughs> and they don't have a whole house heating at the moment. And so I think he said it took six or eight weeks to go through fermentation. <laughs> Which, Which is slow, right? Yeah, How very long does slow? it usually take? Um, I mean, it depends on the varietal, but never, I don't, as far as I know, and I'm no expert, six to eight weeks is probably double.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so back to where we're at, keeping on track. <laughs> the custom crush pricing, that is possibly going to be hard for us to figure out soon because we don't know where we want to do it. And by that, not necessarily what facility we want to do it at, but what state we want to do it in. So
0: we recently went up to the Columbia River Gorge, and I think we talked about that in our past episode. But I um, think we
1: made mention of it.
0: Yeah. So James was (laughs) talking to Tetrahedron uh, Sellers, I think. Yeah. Tetrahedron Winery.
1: But Kelly at Tetrahedron.
0: Yep. And was saying... Yeah, I've decided that it's not necessarily that I want to move back to California, but that we just don't want to be in the Willamette Valley.
1: Yeah, I think the the wine and the culture here is great, but it's just not something I could see us doing.
0: And it's pretty saturated at the moment. Yeah, you know, El Dorado, where we're from, in Amador El County. County and... And fair play in yeah. that area it's not super saturated i feel like it's a growing i think there's room some room for
1: a few more people there yeah but up here it is a massive massive area up mm-hmm. here but i just feel like you know each year there's 20 30 new labels or wineries yeah. coming up and to me it just seems like you know the columbia river gorge or columbia river valley Whichever AVA it is, whatever the actual name is. But that area, there's a lot more, I don't know, it's a little more wild west. There's a lot more space to kind of not sneak in, but to establish yourself. And they're still um, kind of figuring out what their varietal or varietal grouping is, what really works there. Yeah. So think... that, to me, is a lot more exciting.
0: Yeah, and I think some of it that we saw when we were... Um touring around the wineries up there. Was that a lot of people don't have like estate grown vineyards. They yeah. sourced to like different areas of the Columbia River Gorge. And I'm wondering if that's because the soil structure like where their wineries are at aren't isn't like super great.
1: Yeah, and it's also, you know, at least the small smaller sized people you know, if you want to have a actual winery in a big old estate, that costs a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. So if they're just kind of going there to get something started and they want to make their own thing, tends to make more sense to do kind of like we're talking about a custom crush and try and build from there. Yeah. Or, you know, you have your own small plot and but you don't have a winery on site. You just. You know, you haul your grapes off to a nearby place for a crush, mm-hmm. and you have your tasting room either on your property or somewhere nearby.
0: Yeah, gotcha.
1: And with the soil profile out there, it seems like they've got a huge variety.
0: Yeah, well, it's right along a river, so... Yeah, and I they've assume got, there'd like, be...
1: very basalty soils and some very sandy soils mm-hmm. and some stuff up in the mountains on the sides, so it's yep. pretty diverse and very neat.
0: Mm-hmm. So we went to i keep saying so and it's driving me nuts if you guys are playing a drinking game take mm-hmm. a shot yeah. every time i say so
1: or, yeah
0: <laughs> or yeah
1: and if i go um or if i swallow into the microphone <laughs> God, <gross. laughs> like i was that. gonna say
0: <laughs> i was gonna say that we went to a couple different wineries and they're all super different mm-hmm. well you know, in the atmosphere of it. So the first one we went to was Idiot's Grace. Mm-hmm. And they had, of It was kind you know, of um, was industrial
1: cozy. chic. Yeah. But also very cozy. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Yeah. It so was they... nice. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, take a shot, everybody. Or take a drink. What? I don't know. I said so. <laughs> ha! Chug, chug, chug. Finish your glass. No! <laughs> <laughs> um... So <laughs> I can't stop now. They have, you pick cherry trees. They have a lot of vineyards on site there. Um, so well, they
1: have a vineyard on site there.
0: Well, yeah. They have a lot of different <laughs> kinds of, of grapes on site. And yes. A lot of different yeah. varietals. And so you drive up and there's a fire plate outside a fireplace outside i haven't even had that much wine
1: no you're just thinking too hard <laughs> yeah you're in Fire your own head now
0: outside and what i really loved is they had like blankets and pillows for you to just like go get cozy mm-hmm. it was super sweet and that's one of the things yeah. i was like was very yep, cute that's what i want that's what i want to do at our winery mm-hmm. and their uh handle for their front door was a shovel which i thought was super cool yeah it
1: was really yeah neat. that was really cool
0: yeah and you walk inside and it's not a very big tasting room, but uh it's they have like some food set out, and it's yeah it's very open, it's just cozy, yeah, yeah, very comfortable, yeah, and then yeah. the second one that we went to was tetrahedron, mm-hmm, and there's I think they're pretty new, right their tasting room is pretty new, isn't it? I
1: think so, I think she said five or six years,
0: yeah, and it was
1: which is yeah newish,
0: yeah, yeah. it was smaller. And it was right in the middle of like a downtown area, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right in Lyle.
0: Yeah. And it was it was also pretty cozy. It was just like a lot more lively colors and It was brown. Oh. <laughs> it was just a lively
1: place. It was very <laughs> it was again a, a very place. welcoming, very comfortable place. Yeah. It was and super. Danielle cool. loved it. They've got uh, a lab, an oh. analysis lab attached.
0: So Cool. And
1: Kelly, let us take a look. And She's we the nerded out together. Owner winemaker. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Her and Darren, is that correct?
1: Yes, I think so. Think so yeah. But the, they're so awesome. She let us take a look, and Danielle was asking her, "Ooh, what brand is this piece of equipment? Ooh, is that a blankety blank mic- microscope? Guys, well, it technically is, but it was built under a different name. So guys,
0: they had a Mettler Toledo analytical balance." which is pretty cool i think because that's that's something that i've used in a lab setting but not Mm -hmm. in a wine lab setting
1: and they had lots of good titration setups for you oh
0: god don't get me started about titrations no (laughs) they are the bane of my existence if we ever have a winery and a lab we're blowing
1: our budget on the auto titrator
0: yes we are getting an auto titrator god God, dang it but um I'm going to get comfy. No, oh, me too. Yeah. So auto titrator, we've already decided <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm
1: very comfortable.
0: <laughs> He's just kind of sprawled out on the floor in a pose that's like, paint me like one of your French girls.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. That's a fair assessment.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And so we're getting an auto titrator yep. for a wine lab. So. And they had, so they had a microscope. <laughs> Everybody yes. take a drink because Jim said so.
1: <laughs> I was just trying to get us back on track.
0: No, we're, got, we're still talking about the lab. Okay. Okay. So they had a microscope and I didn't really know what, why they would have a microscope in a wine lab. That was kind of weird to me. But apparently, For
1: analyzing things, yeah, okay. doy. <laughs> get out. <laughs> no, I'm so, half of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work without me.
0: Yeah, it's true. I would. I would be very boring without you. So this microscope is used to look at Britannomyces, which can and yeast be, colonies. Huh? And oh yeah,
1: good beneficial yeast colonies. Yeah.
0: So Britannomyces is something that is not necessarily a good thing in wine, but it can be. It's one of those things that like too it's, much of it's a bad thing, it's a little a bit's taint, okay.
1: But it's not necessarily a flaw. Yeah. There are some wines where a little breadiness is supposedly a good thing i have yeah. no idea i still have to learn how to pick it out yeah but i'm reading about it so i can act like i know yeah
0: it. actually so on our instagram i was scrolling through the instagram stories and somebody had mentioned this book do you know what it's called
1: um flawless wine something like that
0: you want to go grab it
1: <sighs> <laughs> I was just getting comfy too
0: <laughs> it talks about the flaws in wines and whether or not they truly are flaws and whether or not they can be made into something that's beneficial and how they
1: occur yeah why they occur what you can do to help reduce them reduce the flaws it's a good book so it's called flawless understanding faults in a or in wine
0: yep and it's by jamie good g-o-o-d-e
1: and it's published by university of california press
0: Woohoo. so cool.
1: always good stuff
0: yeah so we're attempting to broaden our knowledge of wines yeah. yeah so another thing everybody take a shot <laughs> another thing that i wanted to do um is enroll in the uc davis winemaker program that's something Low
1: certificate program oh
0: yeah yeah. And learn more about winemaking that way because I have experience in wine analysis, but just on a super low level, as I learned when I visited the tetrahedron lab, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Um, so I know about, um, like spectrophotometers and, um, looking at pH and Bricks, obviously. And then yep. the more- Bricks up- is
1: the sugar percentage.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then your pH is your acidity, or basic mm-hmm. Yeah, levels of wine. And there's also like SO2 in the wine. SO2 would be sulfate? No.
1: Sulfur dioxide. Sulfur dioxide. Boom! Suck <laughs> it.
0: And I have a minor in chemistry.
1: Yeah, no. and I do not. <laughs> I took... I think it was, what, Chem 111 in college? God, was so straightforward.
0: I feel so stupid.
1: (laughs) It's one sulfur, two oxygens. (laughs) Sulfur Sulfur dioxide.
0: Dioxide. Say it with me, everybody. They
1: add that as a gas to help preserve wines, to help stop microbial activity. Some people say the sulfates in wine give them headaches. There's no science to back that up. There are some movements to use no sulfur in winemaking. Mm -hmm. That's really just personal preference. So, you know, if you do think it gives you headaches... That's your experience? Your I think just wine in general. No problem. I think yeah, I think it's just drinking something that's got alcohol in it. Yeah. Yeah. You go out tasting all day, you don't drink enough water. Yeah. It's gonna give you a headache. So to steal Danielle's segue to get back to where we what we were talking about. Yeah. Wave machine. Is for our custom crush issue, depending on where we do our custom crush. Either in the Willamette Valley, the Rogue or no, the Columbia River Gorge or El Dorado County area. Yeah. Our prices are gonna be significantly different in each spot, especially depending on what fruit we decide to use. Here. What? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> Jeez. I just wanted to cheers you <laughs> with my Okay, wine. Cheers, here we go. <laughs>
1: What are you, a medieval <laughs> king? <laughs> here, here!
0: It just came out. I don't know. <laughs>
1: um, because so, for example, I was looking at an old contract that's online for a custom crush place in our area, and dependent on what grapes you use, it could be just for crush and go to juice. 700 or 500 dollars a ton
0: so explain what the contract is it's it's a contract with a winery or is it a contract okay well with
1: a custom crush facility so they're a licensed and bonded winery so if we did all this through them all the way through to bottling and they helped us with the label stuff all we'd need is our ttb licensing to sell
0: remind me what ttb
1: uh tobacco tax board i don't know it's your alcohol. Right. <laughs> it's the place that'll license you to sell alcohol or tobacco. Okay, gotcha, and you gotcha, register gotcha, yeah. with them. Cool, cool,
0: cool, 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 cool. cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> doubt, no doubt. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt.
0: Brooklyn um, 99 nonstop for lunch. the past like yeah. two weeks. Um,
1: but as so long as we have our licensing to be able to sell, then we're in the you know we're all set. Yeah. So we pay them for the honor of using their licensed and bonded facility. And the ability to use all of... Well, they will use all of their equipment in their own label. Stop being (laughs) annoying while I'm trying to talk.
0: (laughs) The wine is still good.
1: (laughs) Maybe too good. You're cut off. I haven't even
0: had a glass. You needed
1: to eat more dinner. Apparently.
0: Ooh, we need this uh, really good salmon (laughs) spicy mayo omelet. James has given me the... God, you're fucking annoying. <laughs> Cut it out.
1: You're cussing like crazy over okay? there. Your parents are not gonna be pleased.
0: No, they're not.
1: I don't even remember where I was at. So, dependent on where we do our custom crush, the price yeah. will vary quite a bit. Um, for example, looking at a contract here, um, it could be five hundred or seven hundred dollars a ton just to crush. Mm -hmm. And that is dependent on what varietal you bring in. Um, And then you add costs on top of that, the further you want them to take it through the process. Um, So if you would like to go all the way through to bottling, if you want them to use all of their own product, like um, additives and things, you know, cultured yeast, whatever you decide to do with your wine... I think that went up to $70 a case on top of the crush fee.
0: Oh, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, and so it all adds up, but that gets you through bottling.
0: So $70 a case, how much would that be per bottle?
1: About $6 a bottle.
0: $6 a bottle on top of what you're already paying for your crush fee. I'm not going to yeah. spill, don't worry.
1: <laughs> you're waving that glass around a little <laughs> haphazardly. But yeah, so $6 a bottle on top of your crush fee, and that doesn't cost that doesn't include sampling fees like for them to send out samples right doesn't include consulting time
0: sorry they send out samples for testing or sample like sampling for us to try
1: no like testing
0: okay so they're testing for like your va uh, yeah
1: so the price it said price varies dependent on what you want to test for
0: gotcha What does VA stand for again? Volatile acidity. Volatile acidity. Acidity. That's
1: what I said. You said acidity. (laughs) 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 And then they do a one-time fee to get your label approved. um, And they charge $100 an hour for consulting. So it all adds up. And it's one of those things where the economies of scale come in big time. So for a small guy like us... If we do an hour of consulting and it's five tons of grapes and it's three hundred cases, you know, an hour of consulting's a hundred bucks, which isn't much, but that's only one hour of consulting through the whole winemaking process. So it will add up, and I'm sure in El Dorado County fruit prices are lower. Oh, and all that doesn't include fruit prices. So if you want high end oh. fruit up here, that's five thousand dollars a ton max. That's like high high end if you can get. A sweet and deal.
0: How many cases of wine could you make from a single ton?
1: A ton is like sixty cases.
0: Okay, so, I mean, like per bottle, it's not that much.
1: Uh, yeah, it is. It's seven hundred twenty bottles. And you're paying five thousand. If you're paying five thousand dollars a ton per for ton. fruit, how that's, much is
0: it per bottle then?
1: I don't know. Five thousand divided by seventy-two. Five thousand divided by hundred is five dollars. fifty. Fifty bucks a <laughs> bottle, isn't it? I don't
0: know. Hundred fifty. Yeah. That's why wine up here is so expensive.
1: Well, if it's a thousand bottles, it'd be five dollars a bottle. You got seven twenty. I don't know, it's like seven bucks a bottle.
0: Oh, that's not that expensive.
1: Actually, yeah, that's pretty close. I'm good at math.
0: Yeah, you are. That's why I ask you to do all my math. Yeah, seven bucks a bottle in fruit.
1: But then you add seven hundred bucks a ton on top of that. So that's an extra dollar a bottle. So yeah. you're already up to eight. And then you add your $70 a case, which is six, you're up to $14 without the other odds and ends.
0: Right. And if you're trying to sell a reasonably priced one, that's going to be. Being at
1: $14 just through like bare bones production of it. Yeah. That is not going to translate to making much money if you want to sell it for 20 25 bucks a bottle yeah because what i've been reading is the rule of thumb it's all dependent on what you can actually sell it for really yeah but what people shoot for is maybe three times the price to produce oh god is what they sell it for and that's because you have a lot of other things that come in once it's in bottle to get it to the customer so to be able to turn a profit you need to do three to four times and that's just kind of your standard is what i've read wholesale it goes two times the price to produce Mm -hmm. because you usually sell a lot of it at once clears up inventory brings in cash and then they mark it up usually twice that if you go into fine dining establishment yeah you could be paying like two or three times retail for a bottle of wine
0: but generally they pay by the glass it won't be Well,
1: they sell by the bottle, too. They do. But if you think about it, say you've got a $20 bottle of wine, like that's the retail price. You get five-ish, four or five glasses of wine out of it, they'll still probably charge you $8 a glass.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. God. That just drives up up the price a lot. Yeah, so in El Dorado County, I thought that, if I remember correctly, we were paying like $20 a bottle and that was generally it's like, like the mid-range. mid-range. Yeah.
1: There's some new places there's some new places out in the county that are like they're starting price points in the 30s and that's yeah. kind of to me that's asking a lot. Yeah. Just based on what I don't know. Other people are doing yeah, in the area. Yeah, like places with good track records like I don't know. To use the name Rucksack, they've got a fixed price point, I think it's $24 or $25 a bottle. Yeah. And, and they their make wine's really good. they make good wine. We had their wine at our wedding because it's good.
0: And there's a reason for that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so that's a you know a reasonable, solid price point. Yeah. And I mean, it all comes down to you have to make your make your money back and then some. Mm-hmm. And it's not not cheap staffing places.
0: Yeah. Nope. Around here, in and... Newburgh Portland area well mm-hmm. I don't know about Portland I think it'd be a little bit different but mm. at least in the Newburg area a bottle of Pinot will usually go for about $30 or so
1: yeah I mean you've got everything from you got everything from $18 bottles to $300 bottles it just yeah. depends and to be honest sometimes the $25 $30 bottle is better than the $70 or $80 yeah bottle. can
0: we talk about that for a second because it's all
1: personal preference for yeah. you yeah because well, not all of it.
0: Everybody's like, "Ooh, I just go to the store and I buy the cheapest bottle of wine." Sorry. So everybody's like, "I just go to the store and buy the cheapest bottle of wine." Ha ha ha! I'm so silly. Look at me not knowing anything about wine. But in reality, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean like that's how they act. They're just like they're and like. That's
1: not everybody, obviously.
0: No, but you know, people who go to the store to like a Safeway and buy like a ten dollar bottle of wine and they're just like i do that sometimes exactly that's what i'm saying is that even though the wine bottle may be priced at like ten dollars it doesn't mean it's a bad bottle of of wine no it you know it all depends on like your personal preference your personal taste and i'm popping those peas personal preference and personal taste and it doesn't really matter about the price of the wine like i've had really expensive wine that tasted like shit and i've had (laughs) really inexpensive wine that tasted amazing yeah and everywhere in between i mean you know vice versa but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know it depends on what kind of of...
1: personal preference some i think there are people out there who just think oh yes i make wine so it's got to be priced high because i make it and it's gotta be good yeah and it doesn't really translate then there are other people who just plug away at it, have a reasonable price point, and they're like, you know, I'm I'm making enough to live off of, so why the heck would I jack my prices up double or triple? Yeah, right. You know, they want to make a reasonable price bottle for people to enjoy. And then you got, like, you know, biggies like Gallo, Constellation, and the wine group where <laughs> they can crank out 20 million cases of $8 or $10 wine for the masses, and there's nothing really wrong with that if people like it and drink it. Why shouldn't someone make it?
0: So what else do we have to talk about?
1: I don't know. We've been like a, an encyclopedia and covered just about everything.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about canned wine because I would love to do some canned wine. Yeah. yeah. I I love the idea of just like cracking a can open and letting, letting it be as easy going as beer seems.
1: Yeah. I think part of the problem is... um a lot of people are used to 12 ounce cans and sm- that's a
0: big pour of wine I know.
1: well yeah that's like two and a half glasses of wine yeah and so i was gonna say so part of the the problem sorry the hard part would be selling people on a, a very small can of wine yeah and them being comfortable paying you know five bucks for a five ounce can
0: right yeah, and in the story, I have seen people selling uh, cans of wine, and they're like a legit can, like the twelve ounce cans. Yeah, which is crazy to me yeah. because nobody pays attention to serving size. At no least I, feel I know. like the
1: issue, my my concern with canned wine is, if we were to sell it, is people getting absolutely thrashed because you you drink a glass of wine slowly. I think partly because you can see. How much is in there? Yeah. And so you don't just typically you don't just down it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a can, you sip and sip and sip and sip, and then you're through it. And if it's a good wine, it's easy to not like necessarily chug it, but to drink it quicker. And right. Then New idea. Could all we of a do... sudden, you're two and a half glasses in.
0: Yeah, fair. Could we do a small bottle or a small can of wine and make it clear?
1: Uh. Probably I not. I don't think so. Oh. it would have to be glass I don't think there's such a thing as like I mean you might be able to do like the old Duracell batteries and somehow put a little window strip (laughs) in it or something
0: yeah Yeah. that'd be so cool yeah like put your finger on here to show (laughs) how much wine's in your can
1: yeah or just a little like (laughs) the blue mountains on a Coors can a little temperature sensitive thing Uh so it shows you your level Mm -hmm. but still then you know you've Crack open a twelve ounce can, you aren't going to be able to really save it. No. So you're still going to well, drink it.
0: I like the idea of having a smaller, smaller can.
1: I think you could do a six ounce can.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. How
1: big was that sparkling water can I brought home?
0: Oh, I don't know. I threw it in the trash.
1: <laughs> in the trash or the recycling?
0: The recycling.
1: There you go. <laughs> but yeah. I may have accidentally
0: thrown it in the trash. Oh, geez. I suck at being an Oregonian.
1: Something that I've been thinking about is, uh, at least in the vein of canned wine, is a crowler. Um, I don't know if everyone's been somewhere where they have those and you can go in and get uh, something like a liter of beer and they'll put it in a big old can and seal it for you right there.
0: That's cool. I like that idea a lot. And
1: we could do that with wine. Mm -hmm. And if they have like a 750 ml can rather than a 750 ml bottle. We could have, you know, kegs of wine and just use (laughs) that to fill up a crowler like at events or something.
0: Can you recap uh, crowlers? No. So
1: the idea is it's like an on-demand canning thing. Mm. So like I've seen it like Allegory down in Mac. They have one and they just have the empty cans without the top and they fill it up from the draft, the tap. Yeah. Yeah. And then they set a uh, topper on it with the pop top. And then there's a little machine that crimps it it and seals it.
0: Cool. What if we did that with the six ounce cans?
1: It'll just depend on if they make a a, a capper thing for that size.
0: Like here, take a wine glass to go.
1: Yeah. We could also probably do that with like, you know, at Boba places they have that like plastic <laughs> topper thing that they yeah. stick on real quick uh-huh. you do that with like a small recyclable plastic
0: Ooh, that'd be fun cup Ooh, tell did you tell about your holdy oh mechanism? yeah
1: um where's our wine binder
0: i put it back over there
1: because i don't remember the company name oh but they make cool recyclable things that you slip over bottles so you can carry two at once
0: that's really cool. Yeah. So you slip over the neck of the bottles. You have like two holes yep. or something. You put them over like yeah the neck of the bottle and then you can carry it by and the middle. And there's a little carrier handle.
1: handle in the middle. And it's all recycled milk jug plastic.
0: So cool. Yeah. I really want to be like environmentally aware. And yeah.
1: Speaking that. of which, no till. Way to go yeah. for the vineyard. Eventually, once we have a vineyard. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. It's good for the soil, reduces erosion quite a bit Mm -hmm. by like 95% and can aid in carbon sequestration because you put organic matter back into the soil.
0: Mm -hmm. We'll actually be uh, talking more about that in our interview next week. Yes. With Cours de Terre. Yep. Yay. If we can get it up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, do you want to end on a non-wine related note? Do you want to? Talk about what you've been doing outside of the wine industry.
1: I haven't been doing much. (laughs) That's my (laughs) day-to-day. Work in vineyards, work on equipment, go to symposium. Yeah. I don't know what's big outside of that. I mean, our home life. Mm -hmm. We've just kind of been making strides, getting the house in order.
0: Guys, I just spent like six hours today cleaning this gosh darn house
1: yeah she's finally pulling her weight (laughs) shut (laughs) up
0: (laughs) yeah i can't think of anything that we're doing outside of the wine industry we're
1: going to amsterdam but i don't know how much information we should give you guys
0: (gasps) amsterdam don't worry we're gonna still have episodes airing
1: yes we will
0: while we're gone but yeah we're shipping on out One thing that I want to do in Amsterdam, I know that we said that this would be non-wine related.
1: She wants to get high. No, I don't want to get high. super high.
0: I can't. (laughs) Physically, you can. Physically, I can. (laughs) If I want to keep my job, I cannot.
1: (laughs) Have they drug tested you yet? Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes. When?
0: When I first started.
1: Oh, have they drug tested you since? No.
0: Huh? James. (laughs) But... Um, no, the one thing that I want to do is visit a winery in Amsterdam. That would Or at be really least cool. some sort
1: of tasting room Yeah. or wine bar.
0: And be able to talk to somebody over in Amsterdam to see yeah. how their process is different. I don't think
1: in Amsterdam there's going to be a winery.
0: Okay, well, in the I'm area. Just, okay, yeah.
1: yeah. If we can swing it. I'd be cool. I'd be totally game for a wine bar and just... And hopefully they speak English or in very, very bad dutch we can <laughs> bug them about things
0: that'd be cool most yeah. people in amsterdam speak english as far as i know
1: yeah that's what we've been told
0: yeah
1: we'll find out somehow
0: we'll find out yeah and also my mom has packed and unpacked three or four times
1: she's got it practiced down yes. to a science
0: yes she does <laughs> she just wants to make sure everything fits <laughs> <laughs> she's so funny we
1: got a check bag and a carry-on
0: yep she's still peace I mean, that's a lot of. Space. Have you seen us go camping?
1: True, <laughs> we but take you and I went everything. to London for ten days, and we just used a carry on.
0: Yeah, that's me. Have you met my mom? <laughs> yes,
1: I think even you pack a lot. It's gonna blow my mind. Oh my
0: gosh! Yeah, no, <laughs> I do not pack a lot. <laughs> I
1: mean, okay, compared to me, you do, but that's well, yeah. That's not saying much, because
0: okay, here is how it is. You I've usually, been pack... trained
1: to pack uber light
0: yeah here's how it is usually pack like a suitcase and i'll pack the same suitcase it'll just be a little bit fuller yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're the worst
1: (laughs) well my parents they took us let's see we went to england once uh well yeah once i think it was like almost three weeks Mm -hmm. right around three weeks yeah and so there were the four of us granted we did laundry and stuff while we were there but we each only took a carry-on. Well, like because carry-on. you could do laundry. Yeah, a carry-on, a small backpack. I have no idea That's if we're going to
0: have a washer-dryer available to us. Oh, no,
1: like we could do laundry like we just dropped drop them off at a fluff and fold or went to a laundromat.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't plan that far in advance. Yeah. I'm not that good of a planner. I'm not an expert. Like It's
1: easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Yeah, Mr. Bill Frost has got it.
0: Down. He really does. I'm kind of envious of his planning <laughs> skills. I yeah. almost wanted to ask him to plan our Amsterdam trip for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we gotta learn somehow.
0: We do. <laughs> you
1: know, trial by fire.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: If your parents don't have a good time, then we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. They're never leaving the country again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Or California yeah. again. <laughs>
1: oh, but they're gonna move, aren't they?
0: they're thinking about it at least
1: from california yeah do you think they're actually gonna do it mm, i don't know you heard it here first danielle says no <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up.
0: laughs> i don't know they've been talking about it for a long time yeah yeah maybe Are... this is
1: tmi about our our family life
0: yeah maybe
1: but yeah, I mean... there's only like 30 well not even 30 out there who listen to these things
0: yeah. Okay, that's what I wanted to say actually. Thank you guys so much yes, for listening you. to our podcast. We have had maybe I was
1: not complaining about <laughs> there being thirty people listening. That's more than I thought would.
0: Yeah. We yeah, we've maybe had like thirty people listen to each of our episodes. Yeah. But I am so thankful for each of you who are listening right now, who are going along this journey with us because it's been so much fun to sit down and talk to everybody and to have that feedback. Um, from those of you who have listened and the interactions on instagram um Mm -hmm. it's been amazing so far and i can't wait to see where this thing goes from here
1: yeah it's been a lot of fun Um,
0: yeah
1: we're still learning a lot on the podcast side and i think that's part of why our update was more uh chitty chatty what we've been doing lately and no real big strides because we've been figuring (laughs) out this whole whole thing yeah um but i think we're starting to hit our stride a bit and hopefully i we can focus a bit more time back on our actual wine journey yeah um and get that kicked back into high gear yeah but it's been great being able to share this with all you yeah been great knowing that some people are actually listening yeah and it's not just us and (laughs) you know my parents or danielle's parents
0: (laughs) sometimes it totally is though oh yeah (laughs)
1: I feel like that's a lot of it.
0: <laughs> They're so support <laughs> supportive. Yes, they are. I don't love them to death. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, rather than talk about our families all night. Yeah. I think we'll... With that
0: being said, um, feel free to yeah. reach out to us
1: on Instagram. We've got a Facebook page.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Both our Voyage to First Vintage.
0: You can find us on Twitter.
1: Twitter, which I haven't done diddly with lately. That's uh, <laughs> at oh, Voyage underscore first yeah um what else do we have we have our website oh yeah yeah, our website which is www. oh gosh
0: just look at our instagram page yeah yeah look at our (laughs) instagram bio that's
1: way easier because i don't even know what our website is
0: (laughs) the link's there in the bio uh
1: we've got a patreon (laughs) just go patreon search voyage to first vintage if you are so inclined no real need to do that since we're still just really talking at you guys and nothing interesting's <laughs> happened yet.
0: Yeah. I did uh get a draft on like a vinyl sticker design.
1: Oh yeah?
0: Yeah, the Voice yeah. Diverse Vintage. I wanna actual
1: kind of logo going yeah. on. There. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll have to post that sometime. Um but I wanna turn that into a vinyl sticker. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be fun or
1: some T shirts.
0: Mhm.
1: Or I don't know, I was gonna say can koozies, but
0: <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Wine can koozies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Only accepts canned wine. That's right. You put a beer into it, it'll burst into flames.
0: I hope so. Or just like blow up <laughs> in your face. No. <laughs> uh, uh, I
1: think we'd get sued for that one. Probably. Or for both of those. <laughs> Maybe it just would eject the can.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that somebody would get hit in the face though, and yeah, no, we're sued. gonna
1: be in trouble anyway. Whatever. I guess we'll scrap that idea. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys guys for putting up with us for however long this episode ends up being. (laughs) We've had a lot of fun and we hope you did too. Yeah. And we will talk to you soon.
0: See you next time.
1: Bye.